Have you ever been listening to NPR and thought to yourself, gosh, I love the human interest aspect, the dulcet voices of the hosts, the promise of totes, but I just hate how true it all is. That's where we come in. It's This American Lie, an hour of improvised NPR. We're a lot like that other show, but we make it all up in front of a live audience every second Saturday at the Nerdist School stage. Find show and ticket information at NerdistSchool.com or catch the podcast on the Nerdist School Network. Search for us on iTunes. The Nerdist School Network. For class and show information, visit NerdistSchool.com. Oh, man. We're recording. Okay, good. <laughs> Just in case you can tell by my own man. Oh, man. Oh, man. Life, man. Yeah. Life and Buffy's life. It's... Things are rough right now. Things are so rough for Buffy right now. Speaking of rough, how about the underside of a rug? That's my first thing. The, the rug, the scratchy side. No. It's on her body. Lay on top of that rug. Are you cold? What are you doing? Why are they? And it's like, I guarantee you, like when she's like flopping around left yeah. to right, try, I was like, you are getting so scratched. I know. Maybe, I mean, in real life, she's got to be wearing like a strapless bra or something. Yeah, but still. The character's boobs or ne- nipples are like raw. Gone. <laughs> She doesn't have them anymore. It is like the scratchy side of a rug. Are you kidding me? I get she's a slayer, but come on. No. Like the slayer still has sensitivities. Also, it's like so dirty. Like, yeah, that the bottom part of a rug is catching all the like dirtiness of the ground. Well, and it's inherently like anti-slip. Yeah. So it's not smooth. No. Oh, it's not a smooth underside of a rug. No. Like she should have been inside. Like if they rolled her up in a rug like a body, like a dead body. Yeah. That would have made sense. That would have been great. Sure. Sure. But yeah, let's lay down underneath the rugs. How did they use the... Here's... Okay. Okay. The rugs are just sitting on the ground, right? They're flat. Uh Uh-huh. So you're having crazy sex. That means you have to, like, lift up the rug and, like, scoot under it. I think the rugs are flying around. Okay, so they're... so crazy. That's crazy. (laughs) That rugs are flying up from the ground and Uh you're like you're moving around so Uh quickly that you just land right under it and then it also it's like we missed the bed. I was like, you missed the bed and landed under a rug. That's acrobatic. Yeah, that's like what are they doing? I'm just picturing like a slide under under the rug, (laughs) like like putting on a slip on shoe. Yes, (laughs) but it's like scratchy. It's so scratchy. It was like uncomfortable to watch that scene. You know what parts of her probably were hurting? The tops of her feet. Because yeah. that's a delicate area. It's a delicate and area. It's scratching on scratching that right there, and probably the area like right above her knee. Oh my like god! Not. Yes, yes, and then also like right in your like Ooh, torso yeah, she under had her your arms. armpit. She had her arms over, and her it was under, and she's like moving back and forth, right no. and left. I hope that IRL she had like a silk dressing gown on underneath that. I hope that IRL the like set designer like ripped off the anti scratch. <laughs> or anti-slip uh, shit that was underneath Oh, maybe there. put like a micro-fleece liner. Oh, nice. So it's so slidey. Or silk. Oh, my God. So, it's just sliding. Like, ooh, ooh, ooh. She's like, can we just do all our scenes under that? <laughs> that was my Sarah Michelle Gellar impression. <laughs> oh, yeah, all of this stuff. Okay, so I guess, and I don't think the other episodes made it as explicit. I mean, we knew they were having like active sex life. But in this thing, they're doing really kinky shit. Yeah. It's like, it is revealed to us that like, it, it they like rough sex. Yes, they like being t- like bondage aspects. Yes. Um, both ways because mm-hmm. she's got ouchies on her wrist, but he yes. also is tied up at one point or yes. handcuffed. And he's playing. Yeah, so she doesn't trust him, which that's like not good plan. You, 
if you're doing (laughs) if you're doing bdsm with someone you the first thing is trust number one number one do (laughs) a couple trust falls (laughs) and that's the first step oh my gosh you could never do bdsm with someone whose arms are not strong (laughs) (laughs) no you want someone with strong arms because but what about weak armed people they don't get to participate they should just bulk up Well, because then also like then you don't have the like excitement of the BDSM if they're not strong enough to like actually because it's really strong legs. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, here's what happens: you get ready for your trust fall, right? You're standing. The person behind you lays down on the ground and puts their feet up, and they catch you with their feet. Yeah, like a reverse airplane. Yeah, you're a kid. Yeah. Okay, perfect. So I feel like you need to have some kind of strong appendage. (laughs) Mm, Their eyebrows are up. Arms are like legs. Your choice. Or then, combo. Com- oh, side, right side. <laughs> okay, so you get you get propped up on the side. <laughs> You're doing like a sun salutation or whatever. Yes. I that was that revealed how little I know about <laughs> yoga. I don't know. I think it's more like a triangle. Okay, right. I'm Which sure. you can do as part of your sun. Okay, like your morning. Okay, your your AM yoga can include a triangle. Okay, great. So you so you do your sun salutation, and then the triangle is the one where you're on your side. Okay, and then you. And then you catch a person in a trust fall. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, because trust is important. Trust is important. Welcome to another episode of Hell Monthly. I'm one of your co-hosts, Kelly Nugent. And I'm your other co-host, Ryan Mogi. And today we are talking about two episodes from season six, Dead Things and Older and Far Away. Uh-huh. Dead Things is a better title than Older and Far, far Away. Yeah. Because older and far away doesn't really. Because I guess. Uh, Who is older? Everyone, I guess, right? And Buffy's turning older. Dawn is older than they all think she is. Yeah. And everyone wants to be away from Dawn, but not really far away. And they're all emotionally far away. Okay. I don't yeah, know. I don't know. Uh, whereas dead things is pretty good. We get it. I mean, Stuff there's so dead. many dead things. <laughs> so many dead things in this episode. And I think we. This is where we realize like how nefarious these three boys are, specifically Warren, but also like the other two are enabling. Yeah. yeah. Well, enabling and one of the moments that got me so uh, I was I hated them this whole episode. Me obviously. too. Um, but when uh Katrina yeah. gets her head back mm-hmm. and is like yelling at them, she's like, This is rape. And the two like dinky boys are like <gasps> Yeah. Like, no, bro. What did you think was happening when you said you would take sloppy seconds off the girl you turned into a a, a slave? Yeah. And have sex with her. You thought yeah. that that was going to be consensual in any world? Like, what did you like? No, bro. I you're think, a monster. I think. Yeah, and I think that is supposed to be a wake up call to guys that like are just in this echo chamber of guys yeah. that are just being like rape culture yes. and just think it's like boys being boys when it's like, no, the thing that you're joking about, like that's rape. Yeah. The thing that bugged me was that, and maybe this is intentional. This episode is still kind of billed as cute at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Like when Warren is like walking through the room with Ugh. his like tie camera. Yeah. So, Basically, they create this like neural dampener, which mm-hmm. is like it makes you basically just do whatever the holder of it makes yeah. you do. Um, 
And so they're like, okay, great. We're going to go get a girl. We can make any girl we want our slave, our sex slave. So then Warren goes in and they're all like watching through the camera and they're like trying to tell him which girl to take. Mm -hmm. And there's like this plucky music. And maybe that's supposed to like in the more like aware of us make us feel kind of ooky. But like, I don't know if it's tone deaf, like, or it's supposed to be like, see, this is what you think is so cute. When she says it's rape, it like everything comes to a screeching halt. So maybe like, Maybe it was intentional, but I still was just like, I hated those three boys. But even after that, they go get the little machine. Yeah. And so, like, I, I don't know. Those three boys, they are, <laughs> I don't, you're right. We're not supposed to think, be on their side. We're supposed to find them gross. I think the fact that Warren, his situation is different from the other two in that he's trying to get his girlfriend back. Yeah. Because that's kind of the tragedy of him, right? Like, he, like, created this girl. This bo- uh, He created the bot. Mm-hmm. And then he met an actual woman and had some kind of relationship with her, which mm-hmm. seemed like an okay relationship, except for the part where he, seek- you know what I mean? Like, it, yeah. I don't think she was unhappy to be with him it, until she found out he had a gross yeah. sex bot that he made before he met her. So, like, there's a bit of it that's like, he his big regret is doing, is ruining this relationship. So he, like, doubled down, doubles down on that premise. So there's, like, yeah. a tragedy there. Um, yeah. It's not, not totally making the connection but it's not that different than what willow does yeah when she, in tabula rasa when like magic has totally destroyed her relationship and so her way to fix it is to use a, more, a lot more yeah. magic yeah um and so his story while obviously he's a murderer an attempted rapist and i don't want him to be happy and succeed is there's like at least i can like empathize sort of with where what's happening yeah Whereas the other two guys like ooh. Like, women really aren't humans to them. And that was the thing that, like, I I think this kind of, um, this part reminded me of when um, guys that think that they're feminists say, like, we should care about this woman. She was, she was someone's wife, someone's, right? So it's like, you only understand a woman in the context of being, of belonging to a man. Um, And it reminds, like, when the when the two other lackeys are only weirded out by what's happening when they realize that this was his ex-girlfriend. Yeah. And that's the thing that they're like, wait, what? Like, ew, we don't do that. And it's like, but she was always a person. Yeah. If you had chosen the one with the bazingas or whatever fucking bullshit you said. Yeah. Like, yeah, it still would have been a human being. Exactly. Yeah. Th- that storyline is so upsetting. Yeah. It's really upsetting. And like, I... I don't know how much of it, because I think <sighs> there is a weird delineation to me that they're make that the writers are making about like we're supposed to think. I think we're supposed to think that Jonathan and Andrew are like less culpable, yeah, because they won't murder, mm-hmm. and because they think it's fucked up that Warren won't, uh, that Warren is trying to control his ex girlfriend, right? I, which. I still think that they're like they're still bad and wrong for wanting to do that to anybody. Yeah. And I guess that's the point they're trying to make when she screams at them that that's rape. Mm -hmm. But it's just so. And I guess, again, it's time of time and place when this came out. Mm -hmm. And also like that weird subculture of what happens when you put women in like a separate 
headspace. Like if you don't think of them as humans, mm-hmm. but like when they're talking about who's going to go first, yeah, it's disgusting. So gross. It's so disgusting. It's so gross. Like she's not another bot that Warren made. Yeah, even if she was, we already know that the bots have feelings, so that's like a whole nother. I know <laughs> can of worms, but like she's n- she's a human being. Yeah, and when they're like, yeah, and when um, Andrew is like, oh, how do we do this? Like, I was like, no, Andrew. And then another thing that kind of bugged me was, so when Warren is like walking around this bar trying to figure out which girl he wants to well, turn. Well, but he knows, right? Right. He's He knows. He's gone there because he knows that Katrina's going to be there. Yeah. When she gets mad at him, I was so sad for her internalized misogyny yeah. when she says, you made this wind up slut. Yeah. And like, I was like, oh, you're not even mad that he like was just gross enough to make a robot whose only purpose. Yeah. Like, I know, I know you're in a place where you feel scorned. No, but, but she later calls it a skink machine. Or yeah. Something. And I was like, don't yeah. do that. I know. He's the monster. I know. But she throws it right at, I at know. the bot. <laughs> but I don't think the show, I, but that's one where I'm not sure that the show is trying to tell us things about internalized misogyny. Oh, no, they are internalized. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're like exercising it. Yeah. I do think this episode, and it's hard because Buffy is in such a, her head is in s- such disarray. Mm-hmm. But I do think they're trying, they are showing us the difference between consent and no consent. Yes. Because while whatever Warren wanted to do with Katrina may not have involved like, tying people up and whatever other degrading things we're getting alluded to with Buffy and Spike, like that's not consent. Whereas what Buffy and Spike are doing is completely consensual. Yeah. Even if it's not vanilla. Yeah. And like, yeah, I think, and this comes, is this at the end of dead things where she says like, so I'm using Spike, like what makes that good? What makes that better? That scene is very heartbreaking. I cried. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so, because, yeah, like, it's kind of, like, a person, like, being in, like, a weird bad place. Yeah. And deciding to, like, act out some kind of sexual fantasy with mm-hmm. someone else that they might not do if they were, like, that they might not do 10 years ago. Or yeah. not 10 years ago. Uh, I mean, she, I, she, she really wouldn't. No. But, like, that she might not do two years ago. Two years ago, right. Um, Like, that is consent, but, like is still kind of ooky. Whereas like, yeah, it's ooky, but it's two adults making a choice. Like, yeah. Whereas, yeah, the whole thing with Katrina is so upsetting. And then, and now she's dead. Oh, and they don't even get like a nice French maids costume for her. No, it's that a is, cheapy like, the party com- city. Yeah. It's like comes out of a bag. It's made of polyester. Yeah. Oh my God. What if she burned to death because of that French maid costume? Oh my God. <laughs> that would have been a such better. Death. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> God, instead of being bonked on the head with a wine bottle, like that's she. Yeah. Also, when they kept calling it an accident, no, it was no, it's not. It's not an accident if you smash someone over the head with something and they die. Yeah, it's involuntary man. You can call it involuntary manslaughter if you want. Sure, but it's not an accident. Well, because yeah, it wasn't like your arm was just like whoops. No, it wasn't like she ran into his arm. Right. Like no, he. And meanwhile, you know what he was already doing? Attempted rape, kidnapping. Like, yeah, he was already committing all kinds of crimes against her. Yeah. So, yeah, whether or not, yeah, whether or not he thought he was definitely going to murder her when he swung the champagne bottle at her cranium. Yeah. The, that's why I feel like these boys are the, are anti-woke. No, oh, yeah, in totally. My, in my, like, I think my patience for the anti-woke is 
more limited than it's been other times in my life. Well, yeah, because they're like experiencing a like resurgence of like annoying white men. <laughs> <laughs> well, and like, and again, we're watching the show so much slower than I have before. So usually these things are closer together, but like, it wasn't that long ago that I thought Jonathan was a good kid. Yeah. And he's showing that he's down with rape. I think he doesn't like it being called rape. Yeah. But the act he has no problem with. Yeah. And I mean, I think it's kind of supposed to be indicated to us that Andrew and Jonathan, like there's like shots of them like looking worried. Yeah. But it's like, I don't know. It It is because it's a fine line between like, giving someone a chance to learn because Mm -hmm. like maybe they've like engaged in language or just like we're brought up with a mindset okay because of like they have a mindset because of the environment they grew up in yeah like i'm just picturing like a person who like grew up in a small town um and just was like told all kinds of things growing up and then like moved to the city and was like oh wow i'm learning now yeah i engaged in like certain kind of rhetoric before um, and I regret that and I want to move forward and totally. you got to give someone a chance to learn fine. <laughs> but this isn't just talking. Yeah. This is like enabling a person in committing attempted rape, murder, kidnapping. Yep. And, uh, false imprisonment, like all mm-hmm. kinds of, it's horrible. It's true. And I mean, they are big bad and glory was bad too. You know, the mayor was bad. We've had bad guys before, but they were all demons. I know. I think the fact that these guys are human (laughs) and especially with Jonathan that we've seen. I mean, Buffy saved his life before. Like, what is he doing? Yeah. I don't know. I I think all these guys need a smack in the head. I mean, and probably jail time. Yeah. (laughs) No, they need to serve some hard time. Oh, how about that joke? I hated that. Oh, yeah. As soon as it happened, I almost wrote it down. I was like, I'm not going to need to because I'm never going to forget it because... That was, you guys I, need to go to jail so you can get raped. What? I hate, and I've heard that phrase, like, I've heard that before. Like, I've heard people say that, like, insensitive, so and fun. you yeah. sound so stupid. Yeah. You sound so ignorant and dumb. It it really sucks when someone that, like, generally believes yeah. in the same thing you do makes right. a comment like that. And you're like, fuck, don't rope me in with that person. Exactly. Those jokes are, it's just, here's the thing. There's also, because here's the other thing that it does about prisoners. Mm-hmm. Is it makes it seem like people are in prison for all kinds of reasons. And it turns, I don't know what the right way to say it is. Like, it's not funny to joke about someone getting raped, period. Mm-hmm. It's also not, it's also like dismissive to the experience of confinement for people in a way. Well, it makes it seem like a bunch of animals in a box. Exactly. When it's like, exactly it. When it's like, it's people who are being imprisoned Mm -hmm. in i mean i will say in my own own opinion like really fucked up shitty uh in a really fucked up shitty institution Uh that it may not have the interests of justice and rehabilitation at heart right um and at rates that are like outpace every other industrialized nation yeah like we lock up so many people. Yeah. And so, yeah, to be dismissive of the prison population, or not dismissive, but to, like, uh, almost villainize the prison population yeah. in that way, which I know sounds silly because, obviously, they're all convicted of crimes, but, like, to to heighten that, like, perception of them as animals is, uh, 
I don't know if it's privilege or it's like it just really bothers me. It feels it feels so ignorant. Con- yeah, ignorant and condescending. Yes. I was getting frustrated with um I actually had to uh, mute her on Facebook, but uh my aunt like posted um this thing about like and I think we've talked about this where it was like, you know what uh you know what they're doing these days there mm-hmm. is uh putting flyers on your car and if you stop your car and get out and take out the flyer they're gonna just carjack your car which is just stupid fear-mongering yeah, it's insane. and it's like a, obviously it's just like the facebook version of spam email yeah and then she was like she commented below like these like um it is sickening what people do and it's like sickening yeah it's sickening what you're doing right now yeah freak everyone out yeah and also like and i think she might have even said like savage or animal or something like that where i was like that's not it's a person yeah like it's a person that like even if someone stole your car it's not they're not an animal Mm -hmm. they did something wrong right actually my (laughs) my friend was telling me about um this family she used to nanny for uh-huh. um their car got stolen because the dad left the key fob just in the car <laughs> and left the car unlocked <laughs> and it's keyless start so the person just unlocked it and pressed the button and drove away i think yeah i think you win the car yeah. i think you get to keep it at that point no i was like that's not stealing that's like taking out the trash like you're <laughs> It's just on the street, like, and they they like freaked out, and they're like, we have to get like better security for our house, and like all this stuff. And I was oh like, oh my god, no, how about like, lock it? Yeah, I was like, all you have to do is lock a car. Like, I'm pretty sure <laughs> the key fob was just like on the seat, and the person was like, oh, okay. okay. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. Uh, the show was not dealing with things, I think, in a sophisticated enough way for me. Me too. In these, in in those scenes, um, yeah. Though I will say that, like the goofy Don and Xander dancing bit was adorable, and there's yeah. nothing sophisticated about it. And yeah. I could have, it could have lasted another thirty seconds for me. Yeah, it was just like cute and fun. Yeah, a nice respite from this like weird. Yeah, I don't need the rest of it. <laughs> thing. It was just very. It was just cute. Like the three of them. I did it, like that. Yeah. It did feel then like, wait, Don, why are you complaining? Someone just taught you a whole dance. Yeah. Now, oh, no one hangs out with me. I was like, yeah. Oh, sorry. Last episode, they taught you a dance. So what? Um. Also, okay. So they're all, so she, when Buffy comes home and we're kind of getting the groundwork that Buffy's not around at all. Right. So. She's getting pounded by the big evil. Yeah. <laughs> she is. And uh, she's like, oh, Dawn, let's hang out. And Dawn's like, oh, sorry, I didn't think you'd be home. So I made plans. She leaves. She's like, let's go to the bronze, which Mm -hmm. is having like swing night. Sure it is. And of course, Xander and Anya know how to swing dance. Of course they do. And so there's like, I would just be so annoyed if I I don't. I did not understand the annoyance. What is it to anyone? They like to swing. It's not they're not making you swing dance. It's goofy. It's dumb. But like, it's what people are into. We do. That's true. We do long form improv. That's true. Ellie. That I think like, that is the so swing dance of comedy. It is absolutely. Oh my and god. You know, you know what? Dorks, and we love it. You've turned me around. <laughs> I, I think I'm okay. With <laughs> I will say. Um, but then when this part, yeah, when Willow's like, the beat is pulling me. I was like, what beat? And then she, yeah, I was like, how are the three of you going to dance to this? They're not. Willow's <laughs> going to just be next to them. Oh. Yeah, 
Uh, if you don't know, we're uh, smiling really big and waving our arms side to just side. back and forth. <laughs> like I'm doing, we're doing a soft shoe of some Yes, kind. exactly. Um, well, and Willow needs a win. She <laughs> does. Willow's life is tough right now. Her hair looks great. Her hair looks great. Her like flowy peasant tops are, I think I've upgraded a little bit. They're looking a little more oh, yeah. womanly. They look, they're not just like uh, flopping around at a Ren fair. Yes. Now they look like you took that, but you put sequins on it. Great. You put some like um, shimmery thread. You've used some Ooh. shimmery thread. You, It's more fitted. It's like Ren Faire night. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Especially that uh, jacket she's wearing when she runs into Tara. Yeah. with the, the That's like one. witchy. Like that's like goth night it at is. the Ren Faire. Ooh. <laughs> um, and of course, Tara and Willow, that connection is not severed. No. They still got it. They still got it. Though it's hard. Because Tara's wary, understandably. Yeah, but she also, like, that scene between them, I th- thought was so cute when she was like, you know, she, um, I haven't really seen Buffy in so long, yeah. and they're obviously talking about each other, and Tara's like, well, I'm sure she misses you. And yeah. it's like, oh. Yeah. Because of course they miss each other. Of course they do. And you can tell that Tara, like, loves her so much, and it's like, ugh, I really want to believe. Yep. Everything that everyone's telling me about how great mm-hmm. Willow's being. Um, meanwhile, so <sighs> Katrina's been killed. Yes. And Warren concocts a plan to make Buffy think she killed Katrina. Which is actually not a horrible plan. It's a pretty smart plan. It's a pretty smooth plan. And part of it is using having Andrew or Jonathan, Jonathan summon a demon. Or no. So Andrew summons, summons the, demon. the demon. Jonathan then does the spell. Does the spell. It's a, does a body change spell. So a- Andrew summons a demon that is a time warp demon. So Buffy experiences the fight in what feels like out of order. Mm-hmm. Which is a viewer. I don't know, man. It was too long. It was really long. And like, <laughs> y- it wasn't provocative enough. Like, if you're going to show me something out of order, the parts that I see at the beginning need to be exciting enough that I'm like really interested to see where those puzzle pieces fit. But it's just like, it was like a bunch of fighting. And I was like, okay, we see fighting every week. And then we had the like spike confrontation piece. Mm -hmm. It was sort of, yeah, it just wasn't like exciting enough at the beginning for me to care all the way to the end. Yeah. Because it was like, you gave me the puzzle pieces that I was, yeah. And it kept repeating too. So I was like, Mm -hmm. again? Like a lot of it, I was like, oh, I saw this part. And also like someone rolled on a, a hill and we're supposed to think that murdered them. Yeah. Since when? This is Buffy. I know. People get stabbed. And then only then does she get like, whoosh, like hits her in the head with a yeah. elbow. But so this is like classic Warren, though. He underestimates how smart Buffy yes. is because he thinks he's so smart. Yeah. He thinks he's the smartest. Yeah. I mean, the plan is pretty smart, just not smart enough. Yeah. Um, And basically, like, uh, Jonathan disguised as Katrina, like taps Buffy on the shoulder. Buffy bops. And then time jump, that body rolls down the hill. But it's the yes. dead body. Right. So Buffy's like, oh, my God, I killed a person. I need to turn myself in. And this is just like such a <laughs> like this is Buffy trying to come to terms with things that she thinks she did wrong. Yeah. And Spike trying to hide them um, because the whole time too, Spike's like following her around at the bronze and being like, you can never. Ew. When he makes her look at her friends when while he's like. Have, while they're fooling around. Yeah. Whatever he, they're doing. Whatever he's doing. Dry okay. humping her on that thing. I don't know how dry it is. <laughs> he lifts up her skirt. He does? Yeah. Remember his hand oh, yeah. goes down? So and we like, see the, yeah. Yeah. So like, I, 
he could he's inserting something into her something's yeah i thought it was himself but if you think it was no it's himself okay i thought they were having like sex me too okay well because you were like dry humping well, now that you, uh, now, now that I'm remembering remember. okay. the the was like, skirt being going like, up, Kelly, that's not dry humping. <laughs> that's a full sex. You can get pregnant from that. <laughs> Watch out. Um, um, but yeah, when he's like, look at them while I fuck you, and so gross. Tell you that you are like, don't you feel good doing it under their noses? Mm-hmm. Like Spike, but he's being he's being his authentic self. He's being he's never he. This is the thing. Spike doesn't play. He yeah. is himself always. Yep. And himself is a monster. <laughs> He's a monster, but he does really love Buffy, and he is doing like. And she is get she is getting off on it. She is. That's so, the thing when he's like he's not wrong right under their noses, and she's like in her head. She's like, like kind of, kind of, yeah. She's like, mm, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. yeah. I I like this better though than the invisible one because at least all those dancing people have no idea what they're being bearing witness to. Yeah. Like, if, I've decided, because it really, I've been thinking about it, and how much I felt like a prude. But, like, no, I think it's just, it's like, invol- you shouldn't be involuntarily part of your friend's sex life. No. Unless it's this, this kind of situation's fine. Because they're so far away, they're never going to no. know. And they're just, like, they happen to be in the same room, room but, like, right. a different level. I and mean, like, it is kind of weird if you thought about, like, oh, you know that party you were at last night? Yeah, <laughs> I was watching you while I was having sex during that party. You were doing nothing. You were just like chatting, drinking a beer. It was totally cool. It was totally normal. But I was just w- observing you. I was just like really turned on that like you were in the same room, but you didn't see me. You had no idea. And like, honestly, you wouldn't even think I'm the kind of person to do that, which double made it so hot. But <laughs> they never tell me. <laughs> yeah. And that's the thing, too, where it's like, I think both Spike and the boys in this are trying to make a person make a woman completely theirs. Yeah. Without anybody like taking away choice and like isolating this person. Yeah. To be theirs completely. But I think that's how Spike knows how to love. Right. Cuz the last great love of his life was Drusilla. Right. And, and it That's ugh. exactly what that was. I mean, she turned him. Yeah. She made him into who he is. Like I think that I think that's the biggest difference. I think Warren because Warren was okay with, didn't like being called Warren. He wanted to be called Master. Yeah. You know what I mean? He didn't even want the, like, idea that they were in love with each other. He just wanted to own her. Uh-huh. And then he was going to give her to his friends. That's true. That's, that, I, and also the big difference here is that Spike is evil. Spike is an evil demon. And yeah. Warren is a human. Yes. So it's like, he is going, like... He's been trained, like he's lived for 200 something years, yeah. trained to think that love is fucking up another person. Yeah, in possession. Yeah. And then is also evil. Mm-hmm. And so, I, I don't know, like, I think Warren is probably worse, than, is definitely worse than Spike because Warren, like, doesn't, he doesn't love Katrina at all. He, like, he may have at one point, but yeah. Not at this point. And like, I don't know, like we've had moments where Spike has like talked to Buffy and like it's been clear that he like wants the best or wants. Here's the thing. I think he's torn between like wanting the best for her mm-hmm. thinking that she's better than what she's doing. But then at the same time, wanting her to be his. Yeah. So that's like something he's wrestling with. 
Yes, absolutely. There's like the two parts. And also like Warren wouldn't let Buffy punch him in the face. Yeah. Or you know Katrina. I mean? Katrina. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like that dynamic. Like there's a dynamic where there's a, as much as he's possessive, there's also an unselfishness to uh, Spike's love for Buffy. Oh, well, yeah. Because Spike isn't like, I want you to be all mine and I'm the master. Like he mm-hmm. wants it to be like, I you're all mine and I'm all yours. Yes. Like he was like my body, like when she was just beating the shit out of him, it was like his body was hers to use. Yes. However she wanted. However she wanted. And when he was like, you only hurt the ones you love. And like that time where she's just like beating the shit out of him. Oh, he still wants her to love him. I know. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. But okay. This is before she beats the crap out of him. When he's like, I hit her. Well, they'll never find her. That was so funny. And then they're like, we found a body uh, in the river. Uh, Right next to the cemetery. (laughs) He's like, balls. (laughs) <laughs> he's so pissed but so and then buffy of course like sees this as an opportunity to absolve her of everything she's yeah. like i need to turn myself in and we kind of see this come to a head when she's like so she tries to turn herself in and then she realizes in the moment like when they say katrina yeah, silver she knows it was warren she's like oh fucking warren and then so we think that's kind of dropped but then when she turns to tara and says mm-hmm. like please don't forgive me yeah and so it's like something's wrong with me because she thinks some, she com- came back wrong because right. Spike can hit her. But that's not what it is. She's just different. She's just different. She's different. And I mean, Tara is the person who you got to tell your dark secrets to. She's the one. She'll keep it. She'll keep it. And she's not judgmental. She isn't. It's probably why she put up with Willow as long as she did. Yep. Ugh. But yeah, the end of that episode is really sad. Yeah. Yeah. Because basically Buffy realizes, oh, there isn't just, and, and this is kind of like, I think Buffy's like le- a worldview kind of shattering a little bit because mm-hmm. she's always, we've talked about this so much, her being like black and white, good and evil, like that's, yeah, it's very easy to delineate that, but her, she's now seeing like, oh, there's nuance here because there's nothing yeah. really wrong with me. Mm-hmm. I'm just doing these things. Yep. So, and also when Tara's like, do you love him? Because if you do, that's okay. And if you don't, that's okay too. Yeah. Which is like something that she definitely needed to hear, but I don't think she's really hearing at this moment. Not yet. Well, I don't think she's like ready to hear that. Mm -mm. Because I think the only reason she let herself go into the spike affair or the primary reason I think was because she was like, okay, I'm broken. Mm-hmm. So I'm bad now, so I can just do fucked up shit because I'm bad. Mm-hmm. Rather than, like, having, like, an adult, making an adult choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ugh. I don't want to be Buffy. No. She's in that tough spot. Especially because her hair is too flippy. When she had um her hair back and then just the two pieces that Ugh. were so flippy, I was like... Unnecessary. It doesn't need to be that flippy. Like, look no. at uh, Willow's hair. Willow's hair is... Just Even when it was flippy, was not that flippy. No, because here's the thing. It's straight and then just a flip at the bottom. It's very um like like Marianne pigtails. Yeah. It's not flattering. It's not fun. No. It's not cute. Like, for being as beautiful as she is, it's like, it's almost like they want us to forget that she's pretty. And the first day of her haircut, it was cute. Yeah, I don't know. But it happened. wasn't so flippy. It's overflipped. It makes your hair seem too thick or something. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's like a like um when I <laughs> uh cut my hair uh short and then mm-hmm. like it's humid. Yeah. There becomes a triangle situation and that's kind of what it looks like her hair is doing. Yeah. Like the ends are just too thick. And so Curl they're slender. Yeah. Twist it a little. Yeah. Do something. Um, and that continues on into the next episode. Her <laughs> yeah. hair never gets better. No. I mean, yeah. At this length, they should have just kept doing what they were doing the very first day. I don't know what they were. It also looks a little longer. So I think it was a little longer. Sure. And so they were like, we don't know what to do. Let's flip it. I think you try it once and then you realize how bad it is. You never do it again. Yeah. I mean, with when she asked for the baseball cap at work, okay. I mean, I get it. But like then, even just barrettes or something. Just like. Like juice. Like it just looks. I don't know. I mean, she's in a going through some stuff. So maybe it's supposed to be like she can't figure anything out, even her own hair. You know what the problem is with that hair too? Huh. Because Willow's is like a natural look. Yeah. This like it's like you engineered your hair to look bad. Yeah, like, it just looks like bad. I can tell you spent time on this. Exactly. And yet. And yet here we are. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh. Oh, OK. Now this jumps in. I think it could even be 10 minutes into the episode. But it was the first thing I saw. <sighs> and this goes into, I think, a larger thing about when people break up in friend groups. Mm hmm. Buffy had to ask Xander to ask Willow if it was okay for Tara to come to the party. I know, and they were all friends already. Yeah, like, why? Okay, if it's if they want to be sensitive to Willow's feelings, sure. But Buffy, talk to your friend Willow. Yeah. Like, offline. Yeah. Because once you bring Xander in, then Anya's in. Mm-hmm. Then Dawn was in that room. Like, then it becomes an entire friend group. Having to come. What if Willow says no? What if Willow says it's too hard? Then yeah. Then everyone in the crew has to know that? I felt like, as, yeah, in terms you, of a gang, I felt like that was bad gang. Because nobody can win. Because, yeah. like, like, let's say it would be too hard for yeah. Willow. Then she's basically saying, like, sorry. you, And especially with the way that Xander phrased it, it's really important to Buffy that Tara come. So it's like, sorry, um, I feel weird. So could you just yeah. not invite her? Even though it's your birthday and it's really important to you. I'm going to be the person that puts, like, a screeching halt on this yeah. party planning process. And no, like that's unfair to no. do to Willow. I guess okay. Here's here's what if we go back in time, we give advice to these characters. Okay, great. All right, I think Buffy pulls Willow aside, completely no one else around. Yes, exactly. Says I've been making the like, Xander was like, "Who do you want at your party?" And I was thinking of the people, and I was thinking of last year's party, how much fun it was, or whatever bullshit you say, and say like I was thinking it could be fun to, for Tara to be there. Mm-hmm. How would you feel about that? And then Willow, probably being a friend, would be like, "Oh, if you." If that's what you want, that's okay. And just like, I just want to make sure it was okay with you. I didn't want to do a thing. Here's the thing. Bottom line, if you bring it up, you're probably going to get Tara there. Yeah. But at least Willow gets a heads up. And the issue isn't like... Involving everybody. Now, would you have... I guess... I'm trying to think of a situation where you would say no. I mean, I think if you would say no, it means your friend is the asshole for inviting that person. Like it's that bad. Yeah. Your friend should know. Like... Like, that person did something very bad or something. You know what I mean? Like, it has to be, like... Because if it's just, oh, you guys had irreconcilable differences and you had to move apart, then that's whatever. But if that person did something, like, like, let's say they stole money from you or something. I guess that's the thing. It's like, Willow has kind of no reason to not want Tara around. Yeah. The reverse, not as true. So I almost feel like if you're Tara's friend and you're thinking of inviting Willow... 
you probably shouldn't invite Willow. Yeah, you you probably shouldn't. And if you f- really want to, then you ask. But or you could say like it's so weird. Last year Willow was at this party. Mm-hmm. How, even that's so mean. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think you just. And the truth is, like you you kind of have to pick sides. You kind of do, unless the people involved make strong efforts not to have you pick sides. Like the couple or, or the former couple get to have a little bit of control over whether sides are picked, but like Buffy doesn't really get to decide. Yeah. Either Willow wants Tara around or invites Tara around mm-hmm. or like gets Tara invited around. Cause like, that's the other thing is Willow could say, are you going to invite Tara? Yeah. If she wanted her there. Yeah. Cause she just saw her last week. Yeah. They just saw each other outside. So she gets to be like, I know you've been talking to Tara. You should totally invite her. I guess that's the move mm-hmm. is letting Willow say it. Unless you're trying to get them back together. But is is that okay? Is it up to you? Yeah. I don't know. I feel like high school Ryan would have said yes. There's some, like, you know, like, oh, they just need to talk. Yeah. But as an adult, I feel like everybody needs to figure their own shit out. I think that that's totally <laughs> true. I think a younger me would have been like, yeah, just like, you know, push them together, make them be in a room together. Yeah, see what happens. Then you'll really know. And it's like, no, they broke up. That's how they really know. Yeah. I think, yeah, me as an adult, I'm like, if they want to get back together, they will. Yeah. I don't have to be a matchmaker. Well, honestly, matchmaking, period. Unless someone is saying like, hey, I'm single. I want to mingle. Set me up. Mm -hmm. Set like that's the other that's the other part of this episode. Buffy is not looking for a date. No. And so, Xander, you're completely out of line. That was especially in a party that small. If the party's crazy, if you got like 50 people in a house and you're like, oh, I'm going to invite my friend and like me, I'll try to introduce him to Buffy. I think Buffy would think he's cool. But no, this party is way too intimate to invite a single guy to. This is a core group. Yeah. And you're bringing a single guy friend who is cute. But what could he offer Buffy? That too. I'm like, Xander, what the fuck are you thinking? How often has Buffy, has it worked out with Buffy and a regular dude? Like, we saw how it was with Riley, who was like a super soldier. Uh Uh-huh. Who the, this random dude? And it's Buffy. If she wanted a boyfriend, she would just like walk out of her house, wave at a boy, and come home with a boy. Yeah. Like, yeah. She's not looking for a boyfriend. Or a date. No. At least we've not seen her like express that to anyone. Yeah. So I'm not down with setup surprise setups. Me neither. Or even like twelve hour warning, which I guess she had a warning. But still, no setup. Like setups are so I detest them. Unless someone has expressed to you. Because sometimes people are like Yeah. I'm sure that's happened to you. Like you've had single friends who are like, I'm trying to date, like, hook me up. Like, do you have any single friends? Yeah. I'm you know, I'm trying to get out there, whatever. That's a totally different thing. Yeah. But she'd be like, oh, who who did my, who should I set my single friend up with? It's that very, ain't your business. Yeah, it's very paternalistic. Like you're yes. like that person, if if they wanted that, they would ask you. <laughs> Absolutely. Or they'd just be like, um Yeah, I don't know. Like they, they would ask. Yeah, it's not like I would send you pamphlets about engagement rings. <laughs> the look Kelly just gave me was amazing. But you know what I'm saying? Like it's no one's business. Yeah. Like it's I mean, I'm not saying it's no one's business. It's like not other people's job to make any proactive steps on that, on your behalf in that way. No. Like, now, if you said, hey, Ryan, get me some pamphlets, you know I'd be getting all the pamphlets for you. I would hit Jared. I would go to Etsy. What are these pamphlets? Pamphlets. Like, you're, you're finding these, like, 
trifold pamphlets uh-huh. of engagement rings? Yeah, I hit all the muscles. I go to Claire's. I'd be like, what do you have in engagement rings? <laughs> do you have a nice cubic zirconia? How about one of those home? Oh, they're not called homemade diamonds, but you know, like the fret, the new diamonds. Yeah. Like, where they're created. One. They're created, but they're diamonds. Yeah. And they can be big and they can be cheap. Yeah. And, I mean, cruelty-free. Yeah, and you can, like, cut through glass with them because they're real diamonds. Yeah. (laughs) You want some of those cut glass diamonds? I can do it. (laughs) Next time I... The sad thing is... Well, because I I was thinking about... um, The sad thing is, like, the thing that made me most excited was, like, ooh, like, I could, like, cut glass. Like, I could go, like, I could do that thing where they cut a circle and, like, push it Wait, hold on. And then sneak into the bank. No! Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, You are not allowed to use any of my pamphlets for property crimes. No! (laughs) (laughs) I I rescind. No pamphlets for you. But no, like, it's just, but setups also feel, they also feel, like, dated. So maybe, like, other generations. Because there used to be a time, I think, where... It was that if you were not in a committed relationship or whatever on that path that you were had a deficit. Well, right. Because it was like, well, you should want to have a partner. And if right. you don't, something's wrong with you. Yeah. Like people like thinking Catherine Hepburn was weird. You know, yeah, like where like, it's like. No, she like. She was dope as fuck. <laughs> she hung out with millionaires. She yeah. did what she wanted. She wore she pants skateboarded. every day. Yeah. She's like, fuck it. I'm going to put on some pants. Yeah. Like, so it's kind of like it is really dated. Yeah. And I mean, maybe that's because Anya's dated and she only knows people in relationships who care about love and i do think it is a thing it's certainly an instinct i think when people are in relationships to want everyone else to be in the same situation as them sure i mean that's a thing yeah no people do because they're just like well i'm so happy is that what it is I don't know. Or is it like I've given up so much of my freedom? I wonder if it's like, <laughs> well, it might be as simple as like when Anya flat out is like, then we can have other people to talk to. Yeah. Where it it's like be. they just want Whereas, yeah, cause couple it's part- friends. And the, I do think, again, don't set up your friends without them asking. But I think Buffy has shown that she's happier as part of a couple. Like she likes having boyfriends. She does. They don't know that she has a secret bad boyfriend. I know. Secret bad boyfriend. Oh, my God. Do you think Xander will like it? I don't think he will. I don't think he will. (laughs) Do you think Xander will act judgmental and terrible about it? (laughs) I think so. Xander judgmental? I can't imagine. Um, Okay, this episode, for a second, I couldn't remember. And I was like, is this still part of the David Lynch demon? Because it's edited so weird. Yes. I forgot about it. There were so many, like, like, crossfades that made no sense. Oh, yeah. Like, this episode was hor- like it di- it was horrible this there's the scene where buffy and tara are talking downstairs and then you just see willow for a second yeah and then you come back to this exact same conversation it was it was like hard to watch no it was very weird and that one scene where um which i at first really liked yeah. until it faded into the next scene which was when um so now we know that tara is hip to what's going on yeah and she, I love how much shit she's giving Spike. Yes. Just in her quiet way. Uh-huh. So she sees, um, she catches uh, Buffy and Spike kind of like canoodling. Yeah. And Buffy. He's putting her hand on his upper inner thigh. Yeah. And Buffy <laughs> runs away. <laughs> she, she's just like, yep, I'm out. <laughs> yeah. And then so Tara's like, um, huh. And he's like, oh, I had a cramp. And she's like, in your pants? And he's like, this could happen. And she's like, okay. And then it 
fades. fades. And I was like, why? why? I would have been so much happier with just cutting to the next scene. Just cut. Or some music. Was there no music? I don't know why it looked the way it did. It just was like. It was weird. It was weird. <laughs> That's it was like crossfades. Like, what are we? Yeah, it was in re- seventh grade. Yeah. A project. I don't understand. <laughs> it's like a star. Star swipe. Oh. Or like. um, uh, Oh, where it like fades into the middle. Yes. In all. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's been so good. Where's Tara living? Uh. I think an apartment. Yeah. I don't know. Not with her family. Not with her family. Maybe back in the dorms. Maybe. It would have been a weird time to move though. Yeah. And she just got an apartment. Yeah. I mean, Buffy's birthday moves around a lot. It really so does. So we don't know what time of year it is. It could be any time of year. <laughs> um, we also see Clem again. I so, like Clem. I love Clem. I was so happy to see him. And we kind of got saw Clem and Don hanging out a little. I'm like, Don, what if you just made friends with Clem? Yeah. I think she just needs to make friends with Clem. And I also liked the moment um so everyone also the girl that girl that buffy brings from work i liked her i did too i felt really like i was like oh you like weird like kid that's overprotected by your mother and i think she's probably like graduated high school no she's she should be out of the house yeah but she can't she can't eat she can't eat egg yolks or or (laughs) or nuts or dairy sometimes Sometimes. (laughs) and her mom told her to say thank you otherwise she forgets Okay, speaking of which, let's talk about the gift-giving scene. Okay. So first, Buffy opens the present from Willow. Does anyone think that's for the back? When they see that. Okay, is it? For, I've never seen one. Is that but that uh, like, is that a like, personal massager? Are you supposed to sit on it? What are you supposed to do? Because it's very big. It's huge, and I it's feel like it would be too intense. That's what I'm thinking. That's what it's, it's like, like punching. Maybe it is for your back. Because where else... like. Well, it is supposed to be for your back. I think it's okay. marketed as for your back. Okay, but like, no, I'm literally asking you. We can cut this if it's too no, intense. No, no. How, how would you use it for personal help? I don't know. I think it's you so would. Bi- it's like. It's unwieldy. It's, not, it's certainly not in. It's not an insertion. No, 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 no. I it's don't think like you huge. insert okay. it. You like sit on it. Maybe you do. It had two bumps, right? Maybe you do one, one bump <laughs> in the front, one bump <laughs> in the back. It's a shocker. <laughs> Okay, but it was really big. It was because I felt like for the joke, it should have been shaped like maybe they got to know. Like yeah, because like there are ones at the sharper image that look more like you're like uh, we all know what that's for. I know yeah. what you're saying. Whereas this one looked like oh no, you literally put that on your back. Yeah, yeah, intensely on your back. I mean, it also like I think it's one of those that because it had the two knobs. Yeah, it's so like it each like, meaty oh. part that probably feels really good. Actually, yeah, I kind of actually want one of those massagers. Yeah. But I, if I Google Buffy personal massager, oh my god! <laughs> um, yeah, I think I think they probably used one that was more of the kind that we see at Sharper Image, where yeah. we're like, okay. Mm-hmm. And then the network was like, "That is too salacious. You need to get one that looks like it would be hard to use." <laughs> That's what it is. It looks very difficult to use yeah. for its non-intended p- purpose. Okay. Also, she does not say thank you. No, she doesn't. She says great. <laughs> like, yeah, great. Yeah, rude. Buffy is rude, though, sometimes. And then she sees that amazing jacket. Yeah. And doesn't think, wow, this jacket is so much better than anything my sister who has no job could afford. That's the... Because she's so distracted by the chest, which is very beautiful. But she doesn't say thank you for the jacket either. She literally throws it back on Mm Dawn's lap, which is so rude. So rude. And then we see the chest, and then we do a crossfade. That was weird, too. (laughs) Why do those keep happening? I don't know. That was a weird... It was weird. It was like somebody 
who had never edited an episode of television was given the cuts and was like, sure, I'll try. Yeah. And, well, I was like, and they're like, I don't know how to turn fade off. All right, so. we'll, just, we'll just fade every time. It's fine, it's fine. Sometimes <laughs> I'll fade faster. Sometimes <laughs> it, was, it was odd. Um, but yeah, so she got a bunch of presents, which also, do adults do presents? No. I mean, I, yeah. I, I do presents for very select few people. Well, yeah, th- this is the thing. I do presents for my very good friends. But if someone is like, I'm having a birthday party, come over. I wouldn't. I would be shocked. Yeah. I'd I'd almost like not bring. Like, I have a thing for a mutual friend Mm -hmm. who had a party last night Mm -hmm. that I wouldn't have brought the thing to. Because it would have been weird to give him that thing that night. I was like that, too. Whereas I'm like, hopefully I'll see him on his actual birthday. If not, then he's going to get a late birthday present. But I was like, like, I'm not bringing it. Because that's weirder. Yeah. When you're an adult at your birthday party to like sit down and open presents. Yeah. And like, it's exactly, I was like, oh, I shouldn't, I shouldn't bring a present tonight. I'll wait until the actual day. Are you, okay. Well, yeah. It's going to be weeks ago when it happens. Oh, yeah. Is yours a cookie jar? No. Okay. (laughs) You're safe. (laughs) You're safe. It might actually be a bank because it has a very small slot. Okay. It's a bank. You think, hold on. <laughs> you think it's similar. a cookie jar? No, it's a bank. It's for sure a, a bank. slot. It's to a- insert your cookies. <laughs> it's a bank. I Blend just cookies for Monday. I think, I think I thought it was a cookie jar until this moment when I thought about it. It's definitely a bank because the opening is the bottom and it has a little slot. <laughs> Put these away for safekeeping. <laughs> and then at the end of the week, you cash out all your cookies. Oh my God. How many did I collect this week? <laughs> no, it's uh, definitely a bank. They're all like just crumbled because you <laughs> drop them. Oh my god! Uh, so you definitely got a bank. It's definitely a bank. Okay, cool. So yours isn't a bank. No. Okay. Then we're still safe. Um. <sighs> but yeah, that was weird. Like it felt like a child's birthday party. Yes. But it was Buffy opening presents, and it's just like presents and then cake. Which I mean, cake happens. Cake happens, but to make everybody gather around for presents and then everybody gather around for cake, it just, it's just too it, much. Like, this feels like a kid's birthday party. Yes. And honestly, in my opinion, I'm a big fan of blow out the candles. Mm. Everybody gets a slice of cake. Yeah. And we eat our cake while you open your presents. Sure. Don't make it two things. And, like, it gives people something to do rather than everyone's just watching you. And cheering for all your presents. <sighs> honestly... That's one of the things. I, I don't know why. Let me, I'm just going to share this between you and me. <laughs> you, me, and the Logan poster on the wall. <laughs> Here's the thing. I don't think it's ever that fun to watch people open presents. It's Even not. the present you gave them. No, it's horrifying. It's well, really what scary. if they hate it? Exactly. Whereas, like, that's why I like it. Like, weddings. You give that oh, present and you, you just get a thank you note yes, and that's it. That's you it. You don't have to. So even if they hated it, they, like, take a deep breath, they think about it, and they write you something nice. And they try and return it to Nordstrom. Because you can return anything to Nordstrom. Anything to Nordstrom. <laughs> no, I totally agree. Yeah, we I, don't need this. Or like baby shower opening presents. That's Nightmare. Nightmares. Especially because probably there's going to be doubles. There's always doubles. And a significant amount is from the registry. So it's like how surprising and exciting is that? Mm-hmm. I will say, and I'm not saying, I don't, I, we don't have to make it a production. <laughs> I don't need the production. But I, I've been to baby showers where you do a book. Mm-hmm. I really like that. And seeing what, what do book you do? everyone gave. Oh, everyone brings so like, a book. How cute. Yeah. So like instead of a card, you do a book mm-hmm. and then you can write like your little message in the mm. front thing of the book and then you like build a library. 
though obviously if i have a kid you know i'm gonna be very serious about what books are in that library yes i've already had to stop myself multiple times at the thrift store from buying entire sets of books and I'm like oh someday i might no don't do it yet <laughs> exactly that's why sometimes i bring vanessa and i'm like so she can be ryan you do not need these books right now i'm like but what if what if they don't sell them anymore She's they like, will always sell them <laughs> they'll always, you'll find them there's amazon you'll find it no uh it's true I will say that uh, one of the best presents I saw, and that's another thing too, is that some people have much more heartfelt yes. gifts than other people, especially if you're like kind of not really that close to them, yes. but you happen to be in town and they're like, I'm going to have a baby shower right now. Totally. But I've seen a really good gift that was mm-hmm. like um, the uh, the person who made it was like uh, uh, good at sewing and was oh, a seamstress cool. yeah. and she made like cloth a cloth version of and she had them like printed of the books that they grew up reading oh that's perfect so it was like so sweet and mm-hmm. cute and like yeah. it's like a thing that won't get destroyed yes. you can like throw it in the wash totally so i thought that was like a really cute that's great. gift whereas like our gift was like a check yeah <laughs> i was gonna say that you're gonna be like we went to the registry and we we're like what's left yeah between 40 and 65 dollars yeah uh 10 pack of pacifiers <laughs> uh diaper washer diaper washer who wants to do that cloth diapers yeah it's a whole nother thing that's the other thing is like and everyone i'm not the first person to say this so and i don't come speak from experience but when you're it's like it's like before you go to college Mm -hmm. this people are gonna listen to this and be like you're full of shit but okay (laughs) but it's like before you go to college and there's like a list of shit you should buy yeah i remember that shit yeah and then half of that shit you don't use because you weren't there yet yeah. That's how I feel about a lot of this baby shit. Yeah. Like, you don't know what you like. How you I be like, know. oh, this is the kind of baby Bjorn I like. You don't fucking know. What if your baby is extra fat? Yeah. Or wiggly. Or, like, the size of a pea. Yeah. You can't <laughs> put a pea baby in your front one. You need, <laughs> it's like, gonna a flop right out. I know. You need a sling. But you don't know yeah. that until you have the baby. Yeah. I feel like there's so many things like that. It's, like, this list. And I guess your mom can help you or whatever if you have a sister or something. But, like. So that's always when I'm picking up the register. I'm like, you don't fucking know. Isn't it just like a, like it's the same thing as like the marriage industry. It's just this cash cow. A little bit. Because you like, you capitalize on people's like worries about being the right kind of parent. Yeah. So then. At least with marriage. And I, I think it's generational, but like most of my friends, it feels like, or my peers who get married live together first. Mm-hmm. So I feel like they at least know if they need a blender. Oh, yeah. Like, I feel like everything they registered for, like, they've thought about it. Yes. It's not like, oh, I don't know what it's going to be like. Like, no, like you pretty much are already doing it. We're starting our whole new life. <laughs> <laughs> um, and they're like, just give me money. <laughs> like, I get it. I get it. Cash appreciated. <laughs> Who doesn't like it? Yeah. Um, yeah. So the gift stuff was weird. The guests were a weird crew. Takes yeah. them a very long time to realize they're under a spell. They're just like, man, I just, no one's even thinking about leaving. I love this. That play Monopoly for hours and hours. That sounds like a nightmare. I mean, Anya, of course. I, I hope Anya's discovered it before this moment because this is her favorite game that ever existed. Yeah. I know. <laughs> this is like Anya's life. Yeah. That and the game life. Mm-hmm. That's all she wants. Yeah. And then, oh, they're playing poker, the other ones. Yes, but no kittens. Thank goodness. It would have um, been cute, though. It would have been cute to have them around. Uh, I will say that <laughs> uh, I loved the moment, and this was just like a, like, we get a taste of clam yeah. a little bit. Uh, when, so Spike crashes the party with Clem. Yes, He's got like a he six pack of beer. Yeah. He's just a bad boy, right? Yeah. He walks in and, uh, at the same time, Xander's like, oh, this is my friend, 
I don't even remember his name. Randy. Russell. R- Roland? R- Ryan. No, no I wouldn't you would have known. Dude. Yeah, okay, so this dude comes in. And um, Buffy, Xander, and uh, dude walk out. And Tara is in there with them. And she was like, he seemed kind of cute. I no. wouldn't know. But he seemed like he'd be cute, right? That was cute. And you can tell that Spike is like so annoying. I know. Well, and she's doing it just to bait Spike. Exactly. She's doing it just to mess with them. It's great. And then Clem's like, I think he seemed cute. Yeah, he's cute to me. <laughs> and he's just like so like, it's just, he's just good vibes. Yep. Doesn't really know what's going on. No. Love Clem. He's down, but he's like, he doesn't know what he's down for. Okay. Speaking of Tara in that kitchen, I think it's right before this, where she comes, she had just had her interaction with Willow, which that was another thing is that, and again, maybe it's all them trying to put them back together. But when Willow comes downstairs and Buffy's like, oh, I'm going to abandon you two together. Like, not like they can't be together, but like, you, you know, this is going to be uncomfortable. I think she honestly doesn't want to be there for the uncomfortableness. <laughs> Because that's something I would do. That's something I would do. I'd just be like, all right, um, gotta go. (laughs) I would not remember that. Yeah. Um, you're not the wing woman to have around in this context. No. Oh, but okay. But then Tara ends up coming into the kitchen and she's like, oh, I need a drink. And she gets poured a glass of water. I was like, that's not what it means when you say that. And when she says, yes, please, and just takes it, I was like, it's water. It's water. It's, or is it straight vodka? I want it to be now. That Buffy's just pouring a jug of vodka. <laughs> like one of those plasticky ones that you keep orange juice yes. in. All right. It's vodka. It's vodka. Yes, please. <laughs> yes, please. Um, also, questionable sunlight in that house. With- All over the place. I think maybe, was there a strike of some kind? Editors. Cinematographers. <laughs> lighting <the> DP, people. <laughs> the lighting people. The camera guys. Yeah. Nobody seemed on their A game. Maybe they were drinking that water. They were drinking that crazy water. <laughs> But so the lighting is all like weird. There's so much sunlight. Yes. Uh, Spike is golden. Spike is golden. Uh, Michelle Trachtenberg, I think, maybe went to the tanning salon. Yeah. She She's tan. so tan. She's tan. Um, but yeah, so w- before this party, uh, Dawn gets called into the counselor's office, who she's never seen before. Brand new Are lady. Are we supposed to recognize her? It's hard because I knew. Yeah, I knew too. Because her I, voice is very distinct. Yeah. I don't know, because I'm trying to remember back to the first time I watched the show, and if I was like, yeah. is that Halfrick? I probably wasn't. I don't I think might I have did. have been like, oh, she's familiar, yeah. and not re- know why, and then when it's revealed, it's like, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think same for me. But so she uh, basically gets Dawn to wish. Well, she like half wishes. Sometimes I think I should wish, right? Yeah, she's like, I, sometimes, she's like, everyone just is always leaving, which, Some, right. which is not necessarily true, but whatever. Um, sometimes I wish I could just make it stop. Yeah. But it was like, it, it was like a it weird was like, wish. And then she, I think she silently makes the wish, right? By her door. Mm-hmm. And that's when. Who knew you didn't have to say it out loud? Not me. I mean, because <laughs> when Anya made Cordelia do it, it felt like she was making her like. She had to make her say specifically. Yeah. That. Oh, we haven't even gotten to Anya this week episode. Gotten to her. Oh, yeah. Anya has like a panic attack breakdown. Yeah. <laughs> she is She's not trapped. happy to be trapped. <laughs> so the wish essentially, I guess, makes them not be able to leave the house after the party. Yes. Because Halfrick shows up in full Halfrick mm-hmm. and is like, granted. And then like <laughs> the door closes, they're stuck. Yes. Hours and hours and hours and hours. And it takes a long time for them to realize they're stuck because mm-hmm. part of the is that it doesn't make them want to leave. Mm-hmm. 
Which is, if you got to be cursed, that's kind of nice. Yeah. I mean, they would have, I guess they would have just had to order out for food. But then the, they would just get a collection of delivery people. Well, you don't. Okay, Kelly. Do you let delivery people no, in but the like, house? How do they, like, you, you can't your, get out. You stick the money. Oh, the money. That's the That's what thing. I'm wondering. You stick your credit. You call and you leave your credit card number. Okay. You just, you could probably pass notes. And then they hand you the pizza. So they just hand it right over the threshold. No, yeah. not, none of their parts going over. None of over. their parts to go over and your parts don't go you over. You can take. But, okay, yeah. So as long as your intent is not to leave, I'm sure you can open the door. I bet you're right. As long, if you're like, I'm going to get this pizza and bring it into my house. Yeah. I promise I won't leave, mind. They never even tried to like, because I guess they couldn't get to it. I was like, they never even tried to smash a window. Yeah. They couldn't even propel themselves that far. Yeah. Well, and if the door's not locked, a delivery guy could open it from the outside. Sure. And like, but then here's the thing. As soon as you, what if it's a push door, right? What happens? I don't think it's your hand. Doesn't have to be your body. I don't know. I I wonder if it's any part of you or if it's like, because then you just have a thousand delivery guys at your house. (laughs) Maybe some of them are nice. Maybe you can set them up with Buffy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, this is not the best curse. No. Especially because they're trapped in a house with a sword that has a demon in it. Ah, And in trying to break the spell, they actually break the spell on the sword. Which was kind of fun. Yeah, the demon's blooping it out of the walls. Which I liked that demon. I mean, that was like a good, challenging demon. Yeah. Um, So there's blooping. At some point, it becomes clear Dawn is stealing everything. (laughs) Also, like... We've said it before. We'll say it again. Take the tags off of those things when you put them away. I know. I mean, Anya still would have recognized her merchandise. Yeah. But you're right. Take the tags off unless you want to be caught, which she wants to be caught. I think she wants to have that conversation. And this, everyone knew she was a thief. Yeah. I mean, I guess we knew more. But like, she stole the thing from the magic box. Maybe they thought it was just like a... A one-off? Yeah. Or like, it was like a confusion. Because remember, she was like, I just put it on. I didn't know... So maybe they thought she was just trying it on. Yeah. Also, Xander being all pious, like, oh, like when you summon that other demon. And it was like, Xander, you were a fucking hyena before. Like, you get into trouble just yeah. as much as anyone. Remember when you were a fish man? Yeah. And remember when you fell in love with the praying mantis? Remember when you tried to get a mummy to be your girlfriend? <laughs> remember when you summoned um, the dancing demon? Remember when you flirted with that other girl at that party when you were already dating Anya? Oh, my God. And that's not even spell-related. That's not spell-related. Ew. Ew. So you're not perfect, Xanman. <laughs> um, but, yeah, and Anya is so angry at Dawn in a way that we kind of haven't seen her. Yeah. Um, I mean, she was a vengeance demon, but we haven't seen her, like, she's, like, irritated the whole episode. Yeah. She's raw. Yeah. Oh, man. Because I think it like it doesn't help that she feels trapped, feels like Dawn is behind it, and then also sees, okay, Dawn stole all the stuff from me. And mm-hmm. she's like, and it's true. She's like, I helped you. Like, yeah. And we know that like that store is Anya's livelihood. Yep. And Dawn is acting like a jerk teenager right now. Yeah. And jerk teenagers are frustrating. Mm-hmm. Um. Anya is also annoyed at Willow for not being willing to go full dark side, which was an interesting way to see the world. Mm-hmm. Because I can't imagine asking what if my friend was a heroin addict. I can't imagine, even if it was like to save us, being like, "Well, obviously, just do black tar heroin." Yeah, just do, just it. do it. Just do it. We'll pull you back again, probably. We pulled you back once. We'll pull you back again. It probably will work. It wasn't that hard for you. I mean, 
Is she wrong? I guess not. Yeah, I mean, that she's she's being very selfish in the moment. Yeah. When like well, selfish, I, but also like for Xander, for everyone else in that house, it's not like it only benefits Anya. Right. It's for everybody. <sighs> um, but she's not thinking about Willow's needs. No, I mean, I don't think it would be with like she would. It would take a while for her to get to Willow's specific needs. Anyway, because like she's she's looking at things in a very like logical, logical, logical way where it's yeah. like, well, we pulled you up before we can do it again. Um, it's your fault that you were like this to begin with. Whereas like, I don't know. I mean, I, I believe they could have found a way around it, which they ended up being yes. able to. But um, I did like that Tara stood up for Willow. Yes, I did too. It was very, um, it was sweet. And also like that's t- Tara's got a good heart. She so does. It's good to see her strong yeah it was um but then of course like they figure out wait you like said a wish out loud in front of someone you've never seen before which okay <laughs> one the wish first happened way before dawn existed i guess she maybe heard about it over oh, dinner. oh that's true she, she doesn't was, know about it yeah so like she was i mean that is anya's origin story <laughs> that is so for anya anya should have figured it out yeah. faster mate well, i don't know if she could have but like she figured it out but like yeah, I guess Dawn was at home while Buffy was at... Dawn was a kid. Mm-hmm. We have no reason to think Dawn really knew about the Wish business. Yeah. Because even Buffy didn't know, right? I guess at some point someone probably told her. Because Buffy doesn't come back from the Wish first knowing anything. It's only... Oh, yeah, it's as if it didn't happen. Yeah, so it's only when w- Dark Willow comes. Yeah. But even that, does she know... I'm trying to remember. Maybe we should just start over and watch the show over. <laughs> Because, like, we know way more about the danger of wishes, like, as an audience. And, obviously, uh, Anya. You know what? Like, You're right. I think they only, all of them, only know what uh, Anya would have told them about, right. like, wish lore. Right. So, like, probably Xander knows the most. Mm-hmm. Just from their, like, pillow talks. You know, that's what they talk about. Oh, absolutely. He's like, have you ever, did you ever curse anyone real bad, baby? <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, so, like, cut Don some slack. Yeah. And, hey, she would have told you her wishes if you listened to her. Mm-hmm. I go back and forth on her so hard. I'm usually, like, I thought she was being really annoying during this episode. This episode. Just because, like, when she was, like, and I know it's a very kid thing to do, mm-hmm. but when she was just, like, mad that people wanted to leave after having been there for, like, nine hours. Yes, I think, here's the thing, I blame mostly Buffy. Because Buffy doesn't seem to empathize with the fact that Dawn does not have any parents. And yeah, Buffy for most of her life only had one parent, but mm-hmm. she had a mom when she was 15. She yeah. had a mom who was there. And yeah, sometimes she went out to fancy events at the gallery and stuff. <laughs> but like her mom was there. Yeah. And Dawn has none of that. And you like Buffy. Yeah, it's tough for Buffy. Buffy doesn't have a mom either. But like you aren't being a parent to Dawn. Yeah, and, I mean, Dawn even says, like, Buffy, like, you have all of these friends. Like, from what we've seen, Dawn doesn't really have very many friends. She pretty much just tags along. Yeah, she has that one friend. And I think even when she's, like, in the group, mm-hmm. even when they get older, like, like, even, let's say, like, when they're much older and the age difference isn't yeah. anything really, Um, I think somewhere in her mind it's like, but I'm the sister of the Slayer. Like, yeah. that's how I, it wasn't, like, me and Buffy made all these friends. It was like Buffy had these friends and I was her sister. And then yep. I was brought in. Mm-hmm. 
So I think that like feeling like an outsider. And I think this whole time Buffy has done the thing that she does a lot, which is like only see things through her own eyes. And she's like, ugh, like this is just, you know, this is so hard. I feel so alone, blah, blah, blah. Nobody understands yeah. me. And then when Dawn says to her, like, don't you know what it feels like to feel so alone? Yeah. And then when Halfrick says in front of all of them, like, none of you guys saw how alone and sad this girl was. Yeah. And they're all like, oh. Which is like, oh, man. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's better than them all being like, oh, no, 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 we, we knew. <laughs> <laughs> we definitely were quite aware. Yeah. Also, like, when they were... When they were, I did think that when they were um, trying to explain to Don why they wanted to leave, I thought that mm-hmm. was kind of rude because they were like, we have more important things to do. Oh, my God. When Willow said that. When, Willow said that and nobody like said, whoa, Willow, like we don't mean or like we don't mean more important. We just mean like whatever. But when everyone just let that sit there. I get it. They're all agitated. They want to okay, leave. But they're but humans. It was so mean. Like, how do you not think like, oh, way harsh. Like someone should have said way harsh, Ty. <laughs> I don't know if it was a meme yet, but like people should have said it because like it was, it was, geez, we have more important things to do. Yeah. What? Then like sit here with you. Then do, then be around you. Yeah. And nobody like said, oh no, that's not what we mean, Donnie. And that was or, her like, like trying to talk down Don too. Like when Don was like, oh, you guys just want to leave. And she's like, no, it's just that we have more important things to do. It's <laughs> so bad. I get what you're trying to say, Willow. Like I get that she's no, like. No, I get what she's trying to say. And in this, sometimes things are going to take precedence. Yeah. But like the fact that nobody thought, oh, let's, let's fix this horrible thing. This bomb we just dropped on yeah. Don. Everyone's just like, mm-hmm. More important than you. Yeah. yeah. You, less important. These things, more. Like, I get that what she was trying to say was like, I wish I could just stay here, Donnie, but like, huh, real life's calling. Yeah. Done. But like, we just have more important. <laughs> 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 I get it. They're all frazzled because they've been inside too long. They've been inside too long. They miss the sun. Yeah. The stars or whatever bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> they miss all the stuff outside. Yeah. Um. But yeah, they're... And again, I I blame everyone, but I really blame Buffy because part of me is like, if you don't want Dawn to go to social services or what is it called? Foster system. Mm -hmm. Then you have to be a parent to her. If you don't want to be a parent to her, then let her go stay with a foster family because then she will at least have adults who are looking out for her. Yeah. Because the current situation is not fair to Dawn. Yeah. I mean, well, it isn't fair. She's deeply unhappy. Yeah. They're fighting to keep her in the house so that you can ignore her. That was another thing, too, where it was like Buffy feels all hurt because Dawn has made plans. But it's like, but you can't expect people just to be like sitting at the starting blocks waiting for you yes. to come home. Especially like, you're going to wear that stupid green shirt. Like, what oh is God, this? The, no one was to hang out with you in that. Off the shoulder. Off the shoulder t-shirt. I yeah. Mean, okay. There was a time where t-shirt refashions were very hip. I would have been all over that in like, oh, too. Yeah, that's oh, right. yeah, that's right when yeah, it was happening. Right happening. Oh, I used to. I had some where you cut <gasps> the sides and then tied. You tied. Yes. Oh, what a look! What a look! What a life! Yeah, what a life! That with um, that with shorts and tall athletic socks with the band. Oh my around, gosh! Yes, where you're like, I'm oh. sporty. I'm ready to go roller skating. Yeah, that was like the look. <laughs> it was a look. Oh my god! Yeah, and like a a very high ponytail. Yes. Um, perfectly like I remember like working to get everything flattened on oh, like no, no. My, you yes, cannot no, have anything loose. Nothing natural looking. <laughs> it can't look natural. It can't look like you just put your hair up. Nope. 
you have to like get LA looks. Oh my god. Gel. Step nine. <laughs> <laughs> my brother used to use step nine, and so we would have like the huge my mom would get it from Costco right yeah like, the huge size. Oh my god. So I had unlimited access to depth. <laughs> <laughs> and so he had crunchy hair for like 10 years and then he switched to long mountain man hair. he has like tousled locks um they're really long they're like twice as long as my hair his <gasps> hair goes down to here what really me, is you. that long wait can i show a picture on this podcast does that like make sense um what does he usually do with it does he put it he usually puts it in a bun like low on his like nape of his neck oh okay so you don't see it down like he wore it down for his graduation, but that was the first time most of us had seen it like that for like a very long time. Oh, so what time. a surprise. Yeah, it was, I mean, he had to wear a hat. <laughs> I don't know why he's touching his lower belly in this picture, but <laughs> look how long his hair is. It's so long. Yeah, and curly. And curly. And he like doesn't, he just washes, he doesn't do anything to it. So it has like yeah. stuff happening. I'm like, Ugh, how dare you? <laughs> it looks like a, like, like styled yeah no this it's is just, just natural like, natural i mean it's it's years of or however long of rolling he does a twist to bun thing yeah back. so maybe it just is living that life now it just lives that life whereas yeah my hair goes through more adventures <laughs> <sighs> um but yeah but for years he had the flip in the front and the crunchy top oh my god and like years after it was he needed it was time to be done and I, so whenever i would see him i would crunch his hair and be like steve uh, it's time it's a little crunchy munchy yeah we don't need this because you're he's a nice looking boy he doesn't yeah. need doesn't need it he doesn't need the crunch yeah see his wish would be very different than don's wish <laughs> i wish i never came home <laughs> uh, well do we want to talk about the summer bucket list or do we want to save that? Yes, for, okay. yes, 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 yes. I forgot about that. All right. So this is, I don't, it's semi-related. I think it's more related to our lives because it's summer right now. But it is also related to being a, uh, being a teen. Yeah. And I, it feels very Donnie, like you mentioned. Yes. It's so like she would have this, but then she would also be like not wanting anyone to know it was her. Um, okay. So how do we, do you want to take turns reading them off? Yeah. Okay, so I'll read two and then you read two. Okay, so this was found in an Urban Outfitters dressing room. And it's labeled Summer Bucket List 2017. With like the tiniest heart next to the seven. <laughs> yes. Um, I would like to be uh, dark green and you could be light green. Does that work for you? Yes. Okay. So this is a list, some of which are marked. We'll let you know which ones are checked off as we go. <laughs> First one is stage AE concert. What does that mean? Um, is it an American Eagle thing? <laughs> That's what I thought too, but then I was like, a concert? Or stage AE concert. Stage. Like a concert with, with Molly? Oh, maybe. I think it's. I, what would be staging a concert? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Go to a party. Have sex. Give two blowjobs. Go to Kennywood. Eight hoe pics for Instagram. Sports game. Uh, Do you need help with this one? Is it H-N? Hey. H-U. Hook up with Jacob. Again. <laughs> and that one has a check. That's been checked. Uh, road trip. Camp in a backyard. Checked. Decorate room. Checked. Head darty? 
Darty is a day party, but I don't know what a head Darty is. So like, <gasps> or maybe she's like heading a party, like she's like ho- hosting it. I hope it because I had other dark, horrible thoughts for children. Oh my god! Binge new Netflix series. Get a manicure. Get a pedicure. Randy Land. What's that? I don't know. I don't know what Jacob Wood is either, <laughs> or whatever that. Kenny Wood. Kenny Wood was. Uh, get drunk all the time. Check. Get crossfaded seventeen times. <laughs> Uh, do summer reading. Go on a picnic. Pet a giraffe. Make food from IG and Pinterest. Go to a flag. Go to Flagstaff drunk. Use sparklers. Check. Get a boob hickey. <laughs> Super wild birthday. Make a summer playlist. Parenthetical. Tw- Ten hours long. Check. Giant water balloon fight. Get a little tan. Check. <laughs> Buy Ray-Bans. Buy is on BYY. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> um, tie a message to a balloon and let it go. Go to the point. Have a lemonade stand with Zoe. Eat cotton candy. Go to the beach. Buy seven bikinis. <laughs> so many more bikinis than you need. Especially if you're only going to get a little tan. Yeah. Uh, that's ten times less than she's going to get car- crossfaded. Though. Yeah. Uh, fix home screen. <laughs> okay. Next one. <laughs> go ape. And she hasn't done it. She's been drunk all the time. She has used sparklers, but she still hasn't gone ape. Uh, Go to a drive-in movie. Artsy 4th of July. Oh, she missed that. She missed it. It's over. It's over. Stargaze. (laughs) Oh, my God. This combination. It's like the most like, this is what it is to be a teenager. She is torn between adult and child worlds. She's not a girl, but not Not yet yet a woman. woman. She's Dawn. Dawn would absolutely have a lot of these on her list. Get a boob hickey. <laughs> but also have sexes on her list. Yeah. So Very she's never, she's she's ne- never had sex. She's never had sex. She also hasn't given two blo- blowjobs this summer yet. Two. Two. <laughs> but she did hook up with Jacob again. I don't know what that includes, but you know what it didn't include? Blowjobs. Sex or, or boob Maybe hokey. it's just one, one blowjob. She didn't do two. Oh, that's true. So maybe she just did one and she's like, oh, I got to Either uh-huh. hook up with him again. That's why. Wait, so she did hook up with him again. Yeah, she already hooked him up with him once again. <laughs> Pet a giraffe. She, I know. Some of them are so cute. Like, use sparklers. <laughs> I know. And then some of them are, like, crazy. Well, and I was hoping, like, when we did the pass back and forth that we'd see, like, maybe it's, like, two sides of her. But no, I had just as many saucy ones as you and just yeah. as many sweet ones. I think it was just she was coming up with ideas on the fly and was uh-huh. like, I like different colors. <laughs> So I'm going to alternate them. I think my favorite one is get crossfaded 17 times. Do summer reading. Yeah. <laughs> I think these are going to work against you, sweetie. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so she must be somewhere near Arizona. Yes. Right? I think so. Also, <laughs> she is either too old to have a lemonade stand or too young to go with Jacob again. I know. I don't know which it is. I know. Eat cotton candy. Oh, sweetie. Buy seven bikinis. Seven! <laughs> so many bikinis. That's like, I think, as many as you should pop. That's like the max you should own. Yeah. Like, you shouldn't, you don't need more than seven total in your life. Especially in this mix up, mix and match age that we live in. Well, I will say that um, I, one of my roommates in college was a girl from Arizona. Uh-huh. And, like, the pool life is very intense. But you have to wear different stuff? I feel like you would feel that way. Because, like, you'd be like, well, I remember being obsessed with um, every time I went on vacation, I had to pack, like, 
a completely different, like two options per day, different outfits. Including somewhere. When I was in like oh, okay. high school or something. Now I'm like, pfft. Uh, one pair of shorts, one pair of pants. Yeah, I've definitely gotten to the like, how little can yeah. I pack? Partially because I don't want to pay for. Oh yeah, no, because they make you pay. Yeah, <laughs> that's part of it. Um, but like, I really am like, how little can I pack for a trip? Like my trip east just recently, I was like, how few clothes? And then at the end, my dad and I were at Walmart, and I was like, oh, I need a shirt. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. I bought a shirt. Um, it's cute. It's cute. I wear it all the time now. Um. But like, yeah, how little came back. But I was very big. I would plan out all my outfits. But I feel like swimsuits, especially bikinis, because they dry so quickly. Mm-hmm. It's not like you you don't need to wear a different swimsuit each day. No. Even if it's like an eight-day trip, you kind of need, depending on your sitch, like, are you mixing it up with one pieces or not? But let's say you're just doing bikinis. I think you can get away with like three tops, three bottoms. When I went to Puerto Rico, I was there for yeah. seven days. I brought two suits. like. And you one, were fine, right? To- yeah. I wasn't at the beach every day. Mm. We only went twice. Okay. Um, but, like, you can do that thing, especially if you're in a hotel. And especially if you're in a tropical place. Most of them yeah. have, like, a little railing outside uh-huh. of your totally. window. After you, like, uh, come back from wherever you were going. Right. Rinse off your suit and then hang it on the thing. Totally. And it will dry. And then there you go. Yep. 100%. Especially if you have a pool. I mean, that's chlorine. It'll kill anything. Yeah. I mean, it may fuck up your suit, but like, what are you trying to do? Yeah. If you're buying seven bikinis, you're not buying fancy suits. No. Um, and I also grew up, I was, you know, I was a, a little pool rat. So I was in a <laughs> swimsuit every day of the summer and I did not have, I did not have seven suits. Yeah. I had, well, it depended. Like, I had my workout suits. And my, mm-hmm. But yeah, you don't need seven bikinis. No. I mean, honestly, you should probably talk to Jacob about your relationship. Yeah. Yeah, Jacob, where is this going? Why won't you give me a boob hickey? I know. She couldn't get a boob hickey from him. I know. That's what I'm saying. Like, Jacob is not a giving partner. This is important to you, and it's not enough important enough to him. Right? Yeah. So well, that's maybe, maybe that's why they haven't had sex yet. Maybe she knows. He's just, like, he's just a hookup guy. Yeah, but a boob hickey. She could get a boob hickey. It's not hard. No, I'm just saying, it like, isn't. it's not hard to do. So, like, it's not like she's asking him to do some crazy acrobatic sexual no. thing. It's like I literally feel like within the context of this hookup, sure. she could say, I guess she can't really say, give me a hickey on my boob. She could. How bold is she? She's we don't know. Bold. She's pretty bold. Or maybe this is the life she wishes she was living. She may be oh, shy. Maybe she's really shy. Maybe, like, none of her friends at school would know this is her. No. Someone's going to recognize her handwriting, though. Uh, this is like Buffy living a secret life. It is. <laughs> she was this is a cry for help <laughs> all right i feel like we've explored the irl version of dawn's situation the fictional version of dawn's situation <sighs> we've made it through okay so next week um when we are talking about angel we'll talk about the episodes loyalty and sleep tight the week after that we're gonna be right back on buffy and we're gonna talk about as you were and hell spells great cool so yeah, those episodes include the wedding, right? Yeah. So big signpost moment. Yeah. So things will never be the same after that. Um. Thank you for listening. Yeah, I, I'd like to. I'd like to thank each of you individually. Each and every one of thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> All three. <Thank> you. Four. <laughs> All four. Thanks. 
uh, four and a half. The thank you does not quite count. Uh, um, no, but really, we really love when pe- that people listen and appreciate and follow along with us in our Buffy adventure. Yeah, totally. Um, and as always, if it strikes you, please leave us a lovely review on iTunes. That really helps. 100%. Um, you changed your Instagram I handle. I don't know if I'm going to change it back. I was feeling really fly this weekend. Okay. So when we can tell, so then should we tell them your new one? Ooh. Or are you going to change it back? Because this is going to come out in like two weeks. I know. And like we recorded ones that are going to come out between. I really oh my screwed God. the pooch. Well, okay. So then why don't we just say for now, because we always tag each other in our posts That's true. on there. So for now, if you want to follow our podcast, uh-huh. you can follow Hellmouthy on Instagram and Twitter at Hellmouthy. Um, and I guess just figure it out from there. <laughs> Because we might be changing our Instagram handles. But on Twitter, you're still the same, right? Yeah. On Twitter, I'm at Armogi. Okay. On and Twitter, you're at Kelly Nugie. Yeah. So there you and go. And on Instagram, you're at Kelly Nugie. And on Instagram, you are? <sighs> Here's the thing. I might be at the real Armogi, but that, I feel like that was just a moment of egoism. I think, well. Because somebody would have to also want to be Armogi. That was the joke I was making. And then someone was like, well, then change it. You could be whoever you want to be, Ryan. Go for it. Don't don't be held back by reality. At the underscore real underscore armogi. Yeah. But if you can't find that, just go to Ad Hellmouthy. <laughs> I'll be around. <laughs> She's around. All right. Thank you so much for listening, you guys. And we will tune in with you guys or we will check in with you guys next week. Bye. Bye.